Welcome to Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a lot about life and a little about business. Your host, Ashley Ramsey, will be sitting down with guests from all different sectors of the real estate industry to tell you their real life stories. From hardships to triumphs and business to personal lives, we promise to bring you the tea. Hey, everyone. We just wanted to let you know that due to the length of this episode, this will be part one of two with Laura Carpenter. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spilling the Title Tea. Today, we're here with Laura, Randy, and Rose from the Laura Carpenter team with Keller Williams. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hi, Hello. <laughs> so you guys are a super rock solid, amazing team uh, that I love. But this was not a first career choice or career path for any of you. You all came from a little bit different backgrounds. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your team and how you came together. Okay. I'll kind of jump in here. Randy and I have been married for 36 years. We just celebrated our 36th anniversary. We dated eight years. And when I graduated from Eastern, we'll tell you a little more, we had trouble getting Randy to go to school. He didn't want to stay in school. (laughs) Lots of arguments because he didn't want to stay in school. But when I graduated in 1987 from EKU, I was like, okay, now I've got my business degree. I was always an entrepreneur. Randy was a paper boy when I met him. I babysat, taught swimming lessons. We were always workers from age nine and 10. We were working. And I told Randy, I said, okay, I'm going to get my real estate license because I knew I had a passion for houses. And Randy was like, no, no, we're going to have kids. You know, you don't date someone eight years and not know that you're going to have children or what your plans are. And he's like, I just don't really want you out selling houses and me at Toyota because that's where he was working at the time. And or actually you were at. Uh, at first, I was at Gibson Greeting. You were at Gibson when I graduated from college, weren't you? Yeah. In Berea there, and then in 1988. Well, we were even married a year, and in March of 88, I started at Toyota in Georgetown. And we wanted to get married. People wonder, why did you date eight years? And we met so young, you know. I was 16 when I asked you out on a date, so. South Savannah. Sounds like you, doesn't it? <laughs> Our first day, you know, we went to McDonald's drive through and I took her right back home. <laughs> I was like, you could have went into the restaurant. <laughs> and I'm, I was nervous, you know, so. But back to the real estate, you know, and he was like, no, let's have a family first. I just don't want you out selling houses and all over the world trying to sell houses in Kentucky. And so we both just kind of took our path of, you know, I did a lot of business type jobs. We've had our own businesses. You know, we had two children. We rented an apartment when we first married in Richmond. And I begged Archie Taylor, please sell me this apartment because I wanted to live there and let somebody else pay, you know. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm not going to sell it. So we ended up moving back to Berea for babysitting. And then just as raising children, I was actually a stay home mom that had all kinds of philanthropies while he was working at Toyota. Yeah, we wanted uh, the children to have grandparents you know, close by, so that's all we moved back to Berea, which we were both born in Berea, but I was driving 40 miles to work, and then I moved to Berea, so this, well, now it's 53 miles to work. <laughs> but I wanted the children to be close to grandparents because that's a very important part of a kid's life if they can have a grandparent. I agree. Mm-hmm. It was hard. I know you think about giving up your career because I was at the time a finance manager for a boat dealership 
and giving that up. I made as much money as he did, probably more on the weekends in commission and giving that up to stay home with my kids, you know, but we both were, he was very adamant. Both our mothers were stay-home moms and didn't go to work until after their kids were in school. And so we wanted that same type of lifestyle, even though I was a stay-home mom, but I always worked in other occupations. But how we got started was in 2017. We decided it was really funny. I was in a job I wasn't happy being in the job I was in. And Randy had been telling me for two years, quit, quit. You know, Laura, Mm -hmm. if you're in a job and they don't value you and you're not succeeding in that job, you need to leave. Don't sit there. I sat there way too long. It was a good job for me for 13 years because I was there part time as a stay home mom. But then when I went full time, it wasn't the right job for me. So I finally said, "Okay, I'm quitting. It was our 30th anniversary and we had already bought our tickets to Hawaii. And so (laughs) we went to Hawaii and the whole time I had quit my job, the whole time we were there, Randy saying, I'm retiring. I'm leaving Toyota. Talk about getting out of your comfort zone. Talk about scary. He wasn't scared at all. I was scared to death. I'm like, okay, so we're just going to quit. You know, (laughs) I've already quit. We have no income. And we're in Hawaii and that's not cheap. (laughs) Thank goodness it was paid for. And so sure enough, he said, we're going to call the financial people and make this leap. And so that was in February or January. And by April, when did you leave Toyota? Uh, March the 30th was my last day. So yeah, so we just went out and I was in real estate schools and he kept telling me, Laura, we're not going to sit home and not work. We're not those people. (laughs) You know, we've always got to work. Even with our full-time jobs, we still did jobs on the side. When I worked at Toyota, I was a mobile DJ. We had rental business. Vending business. You name it, we've done it. Jack's all Mary I'll say master of nine. <laughs> well, we got pretty good at the DJ wedding gig. But. That's another thing. We started when our kids were in college. You know, we'd not prepared. You've got two in college, one at Morehead, one at Easter. And we're like, ugh. We didn't prepare as well as we thought we would, you know. And so we needed a little extra different income. And Randy had a passion for music. I have passion for houses. And we'd gone to a wedding. And when Randy says, I'm going to do it, you just, there's no, he's going to do it. Randy's very persistent. (laughs) Ask Rose. Then then we'll bring her in. We call her our chihuahua. (laughs) I love learning. That's my whole life. I want to learn anything. I want to learn how to do a podcast. This is might be my next adventure, but you know, I watched the wedding DJ. Everybody's watching the ride Graham. I'm sitting there looking at the DJ the whole time. I'm like, you know, I believe I could do that. And so after the wedding was over with, I went over to that guy, looked his equipment, got names and stuff, and uh, ordered my equipment and became a DJ. But I've always had a strong passion for music ever since a little child all day, you know. It's funny when we were dating, he drove me crazy. We're driving down the road, he still does me and Rose this way. I'll give you $100 if you could tell me whoever the lead singer or the name of the song. And I'm like, who cares? And I used to tell our friends, you know, he's a cesspool of useless information. <laughs> he bought a trivia show. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I turned it into useful. Yeah. He became a he DJ. Somebody come up and go, hey, uh, I want to hear this song. And I go, I'm ZZ Top or whatever. That's where I think he knows their parents' name. He knows more about music than I know about real estate. <laughs> 
So we started working together. We opened this company and we started being DJ. You know, he was a DJ. Well, it wasn't no time that young kids or people getting married, they need someone to direct it. And I became the director and we did that every weekend. We were booked 35 weekends, 35 a year. We did proms, homecoming dances, birthday parties. And we really liked working together. It was like a transition between knowing who the boss is, because he definitely was the boss on the DJ side. And, you know, I'm getting his way and he would tell me, just go read that book or sit down, you know, <laughs> kind of like they do me now. No. Wait till I start talking. <laughs> and so we liked working together. We kind of figured that out. You know, a lot of people say, how in the world do you work together? And to me, you know, we spent years and years, him in Georgetown and me home raising the kids or working in Berea. And we just thought, wow, we can do this without killing each other. That's a miracle in itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're like peas and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> so then when we came back from Hawaii, I got my license and I started real estate and I was scared to death. I joined a team, a cousin that had, he's talked me into joining with him and we started working together. And I realized real estate is like drinking from a fire hydrant. Amen. And when you're not techie like me, and you're not good with details and computers, and, you know, it didn't take me no time to realize, oh, my gosh, this is out of my pay grade, out of my league. And then I met Rose Rex, who absolutely, (laughs) you were like my second or third deal. One of our really good friends had daughter was wanting to buy a house and luckily they wanted to be our first deal and we sold them a farm and then we turned around and sold their daughter a house and they used Rose Rex. And so, and at the time, where were you? I was a mortgage loan originator. And she calls me one night at midnight and I'm like, oh, this is my girl. Who in the world besides me works at midnight? Because I do my best when the phone's not ringing. And so we get to talk and and tell them a little bit about how we... Well, number one, you know, no loans, no pay. <laughs> you know, so I have to do loans. I got to, you know, go out and get the business. And I'm not shy to talk, as you will learn. So been in the mortgage business 30 some years. When I was doing a deal, it was with Kathy Broadus at CBNB. Yes, because at first she was going to do an in-house deal. And they're like, you know what? Maybe let me talk to Rose. So Kathy Broadus talked to me and said, oh, no, I can do this deal. That was their first deal together. And that's when I called you at midnight. And she's like, whoa, who works at midnight other than me? You know? And I said, I do. You know? And I'm in bed at midnight. I love so, it. And I'm in bed. So I was ready. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm in bed at nine now. So, yeah. Like, change those habits. So from that first deal, I really, I'm a very loyal person. Okay. I work very hard for my deals. Okay. And I'll get it into closing. And I always gave the same spiel to all the realtors. Okay. I would take a realtor out to lunch. I always have, you know, I put a binder together. I'm selling myself. I'm just getting the money from the bank. You're getting a deal from Rose Rex. You know, I wanted to make sure I had a good reputation. So I wanted to impress her because I wanted more. I wanted to know more about her do more business with her because I knew she was a newbie realtor. You want to get the newbies, you know, because most realtors already have established relationship with a lender. So, I mean, we got the deal done quick and, you know, she was impressed. And so I'm like, well, I would love to do more business with you. So end up taking her out to lunch. And then when I got done with lunch, I'm thinking, 
I'm not sure if I'm going to get any more business from her. All realtors say, oh, yeah, I'll give you more business. And they never do. And I'm telling you, that day, God spoke to my heart and said, she's your girl. And God said, it's going to be more than real estate. And at that time, I'm like, more than real estate? What does that mean? But I'll back up or where you're talking about. When I first started, I'm a local. I've lived in Berea. I know a lot of people. I worked yeah. at a utility company. When you start, though, building the business is next to impossible. I mean, when you started, I called those lenders that I went to high school with. I called those lenders that I was related to. I just knew they were going to just love me, you know. And, and be willing to help you. And they're not. I mean, <laughs> and they all were like, oh, Laura, you'll kill it. You're going to do great. But that was it. You know, yeah, they'll take you to lunch, but they didn't work like she did. They worked nine to five. And I'm sorry, I've been in business a long time and I'm not, you know, they're burnt out. Nothing against them. So it wasn't like they just oh, opened up and welcomed you to real estate. I mean, you absolutely could not hardly sell a house. So I told Randy, I said, it's time for us to go out. We went to Eastern Kentucky. We went to Hazard. We went to Boonville, Beattyville. We went everywhere. And see, and I told Laura at lunch, I said, look, I am the real deal. Okay, I'm the real deal. I said, you get me a contract, it's going to closing. And if you have 45 days, I'm going to close that sucker in 30 days. You know, you have 30 days on that contract, I'm going to try to close it in 20 days. Okay. I always excel. And it's just because of the type of person I am and how I was raised. So I made sure I did that for her. I told her, I said, you know, Laura, I only have like maybe no more than five villagers that I do business with. Three out of the five, I get all their business. I want you in my top three and I'm going to take very good care of you. I said, now, when you call me, I'm going to stop and answer that phone unless I'm on my deathbed. If I call you, I want you to answer that phone because I am get the job done quick. So we just, you know, started working well together. I did. Um, I'm going to say this because I'm not embarrassed to say this, you know, uh, but she had Airbnbs. So I started cleaning her Airbnbs. I love to clean houses. Okay. That is my downtime because being in the mortgage business, I work from home. So my schedule is my own. As long as all my files are current, boom. You know, she needed me to run over and clean her Airbnb. I did it. I was there about two hours. She took okay. her computer and she... I took my computer. That way, in case something happens and I got a call from a realtor, got a call from my processor or underwriter, I wanted to make sure that I... You had the ability to answer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I knew there was just something that I had to do. So I wanted to do that for myself. That was extra spending money for me to get my nails done, my toes done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shopping, buying, you know, jewelry, whatever. So I always did that for her. And that was my relaxed time, even though I took my laptop with me. And then in 2018, unfortunately, when Doc passed away, I was supposed to have called a Doc customer. Is her husband. Yeah, Doc is my husband, my late husband. In 2018, in December 15th, he passed away unexpectedly. And that morning before he passed, Laura had given me a deal to call a customer to get pre-called over the phone. So I had called Laura from the hospital, from the emergency room. And I said, Laura, I cannot call your customer to get pre-called today. You know, Doc is in the emergency room. I have no idea. He collapsed. I don't know what's going on. 
So go ahead and if it's a deal that I don't want to hold you up, I don't want you to lose a deal, give it to another lender because I don't know what's going to happen. And lo and behold, I looked up and here, the next thing I know, I was in the chapel and here these two came to the hospital. You know, we thought maybe they would need lunch, you know, just we had no idea yeah. he was going to die. Yeah. And he yeah. died right there. I yeah. think they not only supported me, but they supported Granny, you know, Doc's mama, because she was a mess. She had a stroke. She had a stroke right there. Right 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 yeah. Yeah. So when I was back and forth with the doctors and with Brenda in the emergency room back to the chapel, they stayed there with Granny the whole time. And Kathy brought us. I didn't know what to do because our work relationship had started, you know, and I called Kathy brought us come and here comes Kathy running. And yeah. she was very inspirational in our business together. I yeah. think. Yeah. She yeah. To the We're all field. team players. We all, you know, we all team players. And I had known Kathy. She was in my brother's class. You know, Bria's yeah. very small and it's just such a small community. But at that point, then, you know, once Rose came on board, I'll back up a little bit. Randy came on board first as a transaction coordinator. Keller Williams is a wonderful company to train you and teach you how to succeed. And they made me realize what I was good at. You know, you spent a lifetime doing what you're not good at and what you hate. So therefore, you aren't very successful. That's so true. (laughs) Isn't it? It really is. And when you get out of your way, she's always sending me a message. Is this your job? Because I'm a control freak, so I'm always jumping in, and these two, and tell them a little bit, Randy, about the Kaizen. He came from Toyota. She came from 31 years of banking, and I'm just a has-been over here, but they brought some systems and some tools. At Toyota, there's two big things you learn is uh, standardized work. That way, you can apply that to almost anything in your life. But we, you get a deal, you get a potential client, okay, here's standardized work, and then how to set up Dotaloop, how to get that going. I create a standardized work. An efficiency workflow system. Yes. Yes. And I created a manual. And basically, anybody could sit down and read it, step one. I mean, you could do that. So I created this standardized work manual. And then you've got on the other side of the Toyota system is Kaizen, which continuous improvement. So you can take any system in your business world. There's always room for improvement, right? Amen. So it's continuous improvement, and that's reason Toyota is one of the biggest companies in the world. So I applied that to my life and to the real estate world. The DJ, whatever we've done, even when we were doing vending and snack machines, Randy had a system. You know, he's always looking to prove that. And so whenever he developed that, this was before Rose was working with us. Honestly, we had our Airbnbs. We're getting ready to open our third one in November. And we were doing all this at the same time, you know, and it was... That's a lot to juggle. It is, but we were empty nesters. And I didn't want to be one of these moms that sit home and cry because your kids are gone. You know, I want my kids to succeed and live their life. And And that's, you know, your time. Exactly. You You should be happy. But a lot of parents sit home and cry. And we're just like, no, what are we going to do? The world's your oyster. And our faith is very, very important to us. God is number one. Randy's number two. Our children, you know, we're going to put Rose right up there next with Randy. Cause I'm- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rose. <laughs> and it's really funny how her faith has always been important yeah. to her, too. And when I met her, she said to me, God told me to help you. And I thought, well, that has yeah. to be true because God yeah. knows I need help. Yeah. Because entrepreneur minds 
you're always creating, you're always thinking, you know, people go to Disney World, they enjoy for Disney World. I'm wondering behind the scenes and how that all works. Or you're always on to that next adventure. And they have just been the real backbone. When Randy came on as our admin, Keller Williams, my broker at the time, said, Laura, you need to go out on your own because you have a lot of spear friends, you know, and family and people said, you need to go out on your own and you need an ad man. And I'm like, okay, we just quit our jobs. Where's this money coming from? And at the time I told Randy, he was working for some friends that had opened a new business. And I said, what's your thoughts about maybe coming and being our ad man? I can't afford an ad man, but we can afford for you to be the ad man. <laughs> that means you don't get paid. <laughs> it is a invincible paycheck. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's a blank. Yeah. <laughs> Which goes back to wanting to learn. I didn't know anything about real estate. I didn't know how to be an admin. I didn't. The word dot loop was like a Greek, a, a Greek foreign word to me. But I dove in and. And our business doubled. Yeah. Make it out of my way once again, because I mean, I about would lose my religion trying to figure it out. And just the frustration. I can't stand all that. So, yeah, when I took that over. That freed her up to make more cold calls. Because I'm more about the relationships. I'm very passionate. You know, our motto is once a client, but always a friend. Oh, I love that. That's our motto. And I do. I feel like my clients become my family. You know, they're very important to me. And when that deal's over, I kind of mourn the fact that I can't talk to them anymore because I'm over here helping this client. I feel like it's a ministry. It is our job. We do make a nice living doing it. But at the same time, you know, when people are buying houses, it's very emotional. Very emotional. Commercial. touch a lot of lives in this business. Yes. You know, God gives you a great opportunity. You have so many opportunities in any business, really. It's what you put into it. You're going to get out of it. But going back to 2019, after Doc passed away in December 2018, 2019, when Granny had that stroke, now I'm taking care of Granny and trying to bring her back to life, plus doing mortgages. And I did mortgages up until the end of March, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I could not do that and grieve for my husband, take care of Granny and bring her back to life and provide the service that I was used to giving to the realtors. It wasn't fair to them. I mean, you know, realtors would call and say, what do you mean the appraisal didn't come in, the value it didn't come in? What's wrong, Rose? You know, come on. And I'm like, hey, I'll give you something to complain about. Lose your spouse, okay? You know, I'll be honest with you. I did not know how to deal with that. I wasn't prepared to grieve. It interfered my business world. I did not know how to handle that. So with a lot of prayer... I'm thinking, I got to retire. So I remember before I retired, though, I went to Laura and I said, Laura, thank you so much first for giving me all your business. I said, but I got to take care of you. I am not going to leave you high and dry. Okay, I'll figure this out. I said, but I've got to retire. I'm not providing the service that you all used to getting from me. I can't do it anymore. I'm just, I'm ready to burst. So I said to her, but before I retire, I will hook you up with another lender because you're important to me. God brought you into my life for many reasons that I'm not aware of yet. Now, I will still clean the Airbnbs. Okay, I'm not going to give that up. 
but I need to retire from mortgages. So I ended up retiring from mortgages. I did hook her up with another lender because I wanted to make sure that she was taken care of. Her business was important to me. What she did, what her and Randy did that day at that hospital, put that bond. They're more than just realtors. They're family to me. And family takes care of family. It's really funny. About the time she called me and said that, I said, well, it's funny you mention it, Rose, because at the meantime, I had got her a backup, which is Ashley. He's a godsend to us, too. Ashley Markham runs our Airbnbs now. And at the time, she was. And my daughter also runs it. She manages all the bookings. You know, everybody's just in their lane. Everybody does what they like the best and what they're good at. And I told Rose, I said, you know, our business, the real estate is growing faster than I realized. Would you like to work part time? Would you just come on over here and start working part time? And we'll take Randy off of the admin side. And that was 30 days later. See, I gave retirement 30 days. I'm like, oh, okay, this (laughs) retirement is not good. You know, Granny is coming back. She can walk. She can hear. She can talk. Now what do I do? There you have it. That was part one of this two-part episode. Be sure to tune back in in two weeks to catch part two. That's all the tea we have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Spilling the Title Tea and visit us online for more valuable resources at springdaletitle.com. Springdale Title.